Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Game Changers. Mike Lejeune here, hosting things as always. And we have got Eric Trexler on here. Eric, why don't you hop on, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi Michael, I'm Eric Trexler. I'm the Vice President of Sales for the Global Governments Business at Forcepoint. The Global Governments Business entails the Five Eyes Nations, the UK, Canada, United States, Australia, New Zealand. We really focus on government customer missions and their requirements from a cybersecurity perspective. Couple of key areas, cross-domain, insider threat, and then the third area is really cloud security and boundary security, if you will. Awesome. Well, you know, when uh, you had reached out to me, you had reached out to talk a little bit about what was going on with CMMC. And I know there's some hot buttons there on a lot of people's plates, you know, at the end of November in 2020, which, you know, some, some of you may be listening to this way after that. At the end of November in 2020, the government actually had some movement for the first time this year. You know, we, we kept hearing CMMC was going to be applied like earlier in the year, and then the date kept getting pushed back and the website wasn't getting updated. So I think a lot of the community was a bit in the dark for a while wondering when is it going to happen when is it going to happen and then all of a sudden we heard hey on November 30th they're going to flip the switch and make some changes and I think a lot of people are just a little bit in the dark about kind of what those changes are and kind of you know what happened there so I know we're going to talk about that today a little bit Um, but before we get into that why don't you tell everybody a little bit more uh, about CMMC because I know when when I talk to people in the community some people like yeah we've had some of these you know regulations around for a really long time they're supposed to be following this this is just kind of adding on to it and there's you know people on the the pro side of this the con side of this and but i think a lot of people just don't even understand it so why don't we kind of go back to the beginning and we'll let you kind of tell us a little bit about what it really is and uh, maybe a little bit of background on it for our listeners 
Sure. So CMMC, as we all talk about it, really stands for the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification. It's something that the DOD has been working on for a couple, probably two years now, I, I would say, that really looks at basic cybersecurity hygiene across different levels uh, for government contractors, government, uh, you know, organizations that are handling what they call controlled unclassified information, CUI. And it really looks at non-federal systems and organizations that have that have this information. It's sensitive. It's not classified, but we need to protect it. So CMMC is really the, uh, you know, the, the, the codification, if you would, of protecting that information. If you look at the 800-171 guidelines, if anybody's familiar with the DFARS, um, CMMC is, is really taking that and a- applying it, helping companies understand what they need to do and applying it in accordance with the DFARS, the De- D- Defense Federal Acquisition regulations. I think a lot of folks are just really scared of it, not only from, uh, you know, when you start looking and seeing all the different levels of, and the requirements at each level, the possible costs at each level. So I, I think there's a lot of fear around it. And then there's other people that are like, hey, I don't even really care. This doesn't apply to me, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I just think there's a lack of knowledge about it. So I'm glad we're talking about it. On November 30th, I know there were some changes, which, you know, start really on, on December 1st, right? So there's this, this new rule in the DFARS that that took effect. Can you tell us a little bit about that and kind of what the immediate impact will look like for folks? Yeah, I I think if I summarize it, so on December 1st, they rolled out the policy. And I was speaking with Katie Arrington earlier this week, who who owns the CMMC program. And, you know, one of the things she said was, we said we'd do this and we actually did it. You know, Mm. quite an accomplishment for a government organization. I would say I had Katie on my podcast that I host every week back in February of 2020, and she's an amazing guest. She's full of energy. She's really passionate about protecting DOD, the DOD in the United States of America. And she said that they would roll out the first requirements by the end of by the end of Q3, September of 2020. So they're a couple, they're probably two months behind, which I think is amazing for a government yeah. pro- program that's rolling out new policy. They had some, some challenges that slowed them down around the accreditation board and and some of the third-party auditors. But really what happened on December 1st was they announced that this is now policy and DOD contractor, DOD contract officers, excuse me, can actually put CMMC requirements into their contracts. What does that mean? That means if you're doing, if, if you're in a DOD contract and it's in there, you're going to have to attest through a third-party accreditor that you meet the requirements of the given levels of the CMMC program for protecting controlled, inf- class, controlled and classified information. So that's the summary in a nutshell. So based on that, is it your understanding that because they can, they will? Or do you see this slowly rolling out with contracting officers? What, so what is your thought? Don't quote me here, but I, I believe Katie said that they're going to roll out the first 10. The goal is it to be in all federal contracts within five years. The okay. thought process in speaking with her is the you know government contracts have a lifespan of one to five years. Right. Most go about five years. One option, you know, based year plus four options in many cases. You see very few go beyond five years. You'll have a new contract, maybe an extension. So they feel that within five years, they can 
get the bulk of the DoD contracts covered under the CMMC regulations or requirements and better protect the government. So it's 2020 now. By the end of 2025, early 2026, the bulk of government contracts will fall under the CMMC regulations or, or requirements, if you will, in their mind. Do, do you see them, and I know this is somewhat speculation, but maybe you know this, do you see them going back to existing contracts in the option years and saying, hey, this is now a requirement? I don't. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how many contracts are out there. That, w- that would be an untenable proposition, I think. If, if you look at the scale of this, there are over 300,000 DRD, DOD contractors in the supply chain, in the defense mm-hmm. industrial base. We're, we're talking everybody, everything from the largest SIs to OEMs, vendors like Forcepoint, to a mom and shop pop that may make a bolt or a yeah. widget that goes on an F-35. Right. I don't think they can do that. Everything I've seen and heard from everybody I've been involved with, this will be day forward and on. And that's why within that five-year period, they believe they'll get the bulk of the DOD contracts. I, I think it's a, it's interesting because... I- Again, I think there's just so much speculation of, of what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Uh, you know, one of those is around like, you know, how will these rules be applied to different categories of government contractors? I mean, there's there's differences yeah. there. Well, there are. And, and, and they have five levels. And it's really level one, which is kind of basic cybersecurity hygiene. You know, the descriptions practices are performed at least in an ad hoc manner. And, and there's some requirements there. And I think they're about, well, I want to say there were 17 controls in level one and you get up to uh, level three, it's 130. Mm. Uh, And then level five is really, really um, advanced where they have continuous improvement across the enterprise, you know, a lot more controls. But, you know, the the bulk of the 300,000 contractors are going to fall into the level one range, it's expected. And level two is a stepping stone to get to level three. So I, I think in the near term, we're going to see a lot of requirements around level one. It's going to get the community engaged, you know, starting through the process there will be companies like ourselves where level three will be required. The estimation is there will be somewhere between 15 and 16,000 companies that will be level three certified. And, and then the rest will, will predominantly be level one, you know, a, a smaller subset in level five. I think in FY21, I, I remember them saying probably 1,500 companies are expected to be CMMC certified in FY21. So that's between now and September 30th, 21. So they're going to roll it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's good that it's, it's in place and and moving forward but I know there's a lot of people that are, are worried about like the cost and different things like that hey, what's what's your perspective on this you know is is this a, a good thing that government's doing this um, pros cons you know, what are your thoughts on this so I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time. I've spent you know a lot of time in the cybersecurity space. And as a nation, we have the we have the least to gain and the most to lose. Mm. Right, we're the most advanced, most online, most connected nation in the world. And I spend a lot of time around nation state activity. Every other nation out there is going after our intellectual property. They're looking at espionage. They're looking at sabotage. We have to do a better job in the supply chain, in the dib, protecting our information. You know, it's 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 reported that you know. Depending on on the stats you look at, you know the the Council of Economic Advisors said we lose between 57 billion. I'm sorry, we lost 57 billion to 109 billion in 2016 alone. Those numbers are nothing but higher in 2020. Right, the world is losing est- an estimate of one percent of GDP, or about 600 billion dollars a year, according to a study with the uh, Center for Strategic and International Studies. You know, due to cybercrime, nation state, mm. individual, you name it. It's a huge problem, and we have to do a better job when level 
level one is cybersecurity practices are performed at least in an ad hoc manner. That, that shows you how bad the problem is right now. So cyber weapons, I'm, I'm talking nation states again, Michael, cyber weapons are the great leveler. You can yeah. have a lot of aircraft carriers, you can have B1, B2 bombers, but it's cost, it's it, it cost effective, it's, it's, it's so cheap and easy. The attribution is extremely difficult. You know, you can look at a third tier nation state and they can do some real damage very cost effectively. That's yeah. cyber. Yeah, it, it's really wild. You know, we just had an offsite with our team and as we were going through and we don't do a full SWOT analysis, but I, I said, hey, I want to talk about our weakness for a little bit it, or potential weaknesses is how I put it. And I said, you know, the potential weaknesses is we use all this online technology and, you know, what if our podcast got hacked? What if our website or membership site got hacked? What if, you know, and we run backups and all that kind of good stuff, but, you know, just being able to look at some of that stuff and, and realize you know, it happens. I mean, I watch just on our, not to get too technical with people, but I, I watch on our firewall and see that, you know, sometimes we have hundreds of attacks or potential attacks on a, on a given day. And these are what I would consider, in my opinion, really just kind of brute force people trying to, you know, they set these bots and, and go and they're just trying to get in. And, you know, it may be people just trying to do it for fun. It may be they're trying to do it to see if there's anything, but we, we've had issues here in our little town. I, I, I live in a very small town in Illinois where one of the hospitals got hacked. And again, I know, I know that there's more to cybersecurity than just getting hacked, but on, on this level, I don't think the hospital really thought that there was any dangers in what got hacked. And what happened was, is somebody hacked them and found out a, a list of prior patients and started sending them bills and invoices. And the patients started paying. And yeah. It wound up, they were sending it from like it's whatever hospital name.com. It was like with an S or something like that on it, you know? And so it was, it was a total fake domain. But they, I mean, they, I think they scammed somewhere in the neighborhood of almost $200,000 worth of patients just sending them fake invoices because they hacked the system and then used that to, hey, we've got all these patients. Let's send them invoices and see what happens, you know? You so know? that goes to the $600 billion a year that's estimated that's, that's being lost by the global economy. Right, one percent yeah. of GDP. You know, in, in the example you gave, it it wasn't likely to be a nation state. Right, that was somebody right. who wanted to make money or right. a malicious intent. Yeah, and it was. I think it was something overseas, but it was one of those things where they weren't trying to, you know, crash the national grid or anything like that. They just wanted money. But what if they had wanted to do more damage or, or things like that? And I grew up in the military as a, a SIGINT analyst, and so I, I'm very familiar with what you can do with one or two little pieces of data that. Seem very innocent and it seems like there there isn't a, a big issue so I, I think one of the things when I talk this with people is just making sure they understand the seriousness of the data that they're being entrusted with and how important it is to kind of go down these rabbit holes with this you know in the beginning because you right. know you, you just never know what data you have that somebody could be trying to get a hold of and, and what it could do well and that's where the CMMC guidelines actually do publish they get you to think about risk and unlikely to help a hospital unless they're dealing with government contracts. Sure. But there's a lot of information out there that gets you to look at risk. In the government speak, they're going to have classification markers, right. things for like tax records, financials, engineering schematics, and you're going to list them differently. But they make you think about what IP do I have and why is it important to an mm -hmm. adversary? Right. So there's a benefit there. I think the government's going to go overboard. They've got this entire taxonomy that's going to be <laughs> miserably difficult to follow. But 
there's a lot of information there and it will make you think as a contractor, which I think is right. a good thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a good thing. And, you know, to, to the point about the hospitals earlier, government contractors don't really realize, it, it, maybe some of you do that are, that are listening, but you don't realize everybody's information is in the SAM database and it's, it's mm-hmm. a public download. So if I can go grab that download and download all the government contractors, then if I wanted to go after you, I could. You know, that database is, is such a gold mine for a hacker because it's one of those things where I not only get your your domain names and your email addresses and stuff like that, I find out your NAICS codes and stuff. So I can I can filter yeah. it and say, hey, who are the people that, you know, develop missile components or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, that sort of thing. And I could and then I could actually target my attacks. So I mean there's things like that that are public that that people don't really think about. But so let me kind of go down to a less serious route for a moment though. And if I'm a small business owner, mid-tier, whatever it is, and I'm listening to this executive CEO and I'm listening to this and, and we're, we're talking about this topic and they think, hey, I just don't know where to begin. I know I need to get this done. Do you have like a, a, a three-point checklist uh, of a couple of things? That, hey, if you're in this situation, you haven't educated yourself, what are two or three things you need to do between now and the end of Q1 or whatever it is. Yes, I'm going to make this really easy because as I said, I'm a sales guy and I like it simple. I was an infantryman, so I I like it it simple. So the KISS principle, right? There's a new website that's up that I think is outstanding, put up by the government, uh, the Office of Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment. It's dodcui.mil. dodcui.mil. I would go there. There's a ton of information. It's really a well-done website. And then the other thing I would probably do is I would look for a third party assessor. I'm in sales, as I've mentioned. One of the things that contractors do a really good job of is selling before the sale, right? Before you get the Mm. sale, you're willing to do almost anything for a customer because you want them to buy your product, your service, whatever it may be. I would interview third party assessors, Mm. talk to a few. Where do I start? Based on customers that you have, like me, now they're not going to have a lot, but they may be willing to invest a good bit to get you as a customer. Based on customers you have, like me, where do we start with this? What do we need to do? What are the minimums. What are the things I can do now to save me time and money later? Where is this going? And I think those third-party assessors are going to be, they're going to be very well informed and able to guide you. And you're going to need them anyway. So get as much out of them as you can before you decide to bring them on board and do that assessment that's required as part of CMMC to take on a CMMC, to take on a contract that has CMMC provisions. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And I I did not check this morning before we got on here. Uh, I haven't checked in probably a month or two. Are there is there a list of those third-party assessors anywhere right now? Because I know a couple of months ago there was not a list anywhere, and I'm just kind of curious if they have one or if that's still pending. I believe that came out with the uh, the first of December announcements, okay. right? Because you need a C3 PAO in order to be able to go after these contracts. So it's either out or it's going to come out. One of the things Katie was talking about, she had to publish the policy, which is what happened on the first of mm-hmm. December, November 30th, before she could actually kick the other components, website updates and, and things sense. like that into gear. So they should be coming out the week, you know, the week of the 1st of December, they should have been out. I, I haven't looked yet. So I, I would expect that they will put that, that out. But she okay. was very clear, you know, the way the government works, I got to put the policy out before I can hold anybody accountable, yeah. before I can publish, before I can do this type of thing. Yeah. No, makes, makes sense. sense. It, it will absolutely be out. So yes. Good deal. I, any final thoughts for folks? I mean, this has all been really good. Any final thoughts or anything that you know, like, hey, if I could leave you with one or two points, 
here's what they are. Yeah, you know, I, I would say, I'm, I'm going to quote the great Bruce Schneier, a cryptologist. He said once, we're getting better, but we're getting worse faster. And <laughs> oh. I love that quote. I use it all the time because in the context of cyber, there's nothing more true. And that's what he was speaking to. Hmm. And CMMC is bringing up us up to base levels to protect our information. We've got to break the cycle, right? The, we, we create something, we put all this R&D in place, and then the adversaries come and steal it yeah. or they could sabotage it, right? It's nice to do research and development when you don't have to do the initial research and development. It's great to do, be iterative on top of somebody else's hard work. CMMC is really the government pushing to make us better as a nation, as manufacturers, service personnel, yeah. you name it, to better protect America so that the nation states and our adversaries don't get that leg up because we just gave it to them on a silver platter. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's really, really good point. So we've so, got to break the cycle. That's my yeah. message. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I, I really like it. And just in case people didn't catch this, I don't, you may mentioned that you have a podcast. I don't think you mentioned the podcast. Can you just 30 seconds, the podcast that you host and a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. It's to the point cybersecurity. I appreciate the plug. Um, Carolyn Ford and myself, we're both Forcepoint employees. We have a weekly cybersecurity focused predominantly on the government. We talk about cybersecurity topics that we feel are very relevant. We had uh, Derek Weeks from Sonatype on a couple weeks ago talking about DevSecOps. It was a phenomenal discussion that opened my mind. We had uh, Senator Langevin, or Congressman Langevin, excuse me. General McChrystal was on earlier this year, a phenomenal episode. We've had authors like David Sanger, who wrote The, Perf the Perfect Weapon. We've, we've had some great experts in the space that really open your mind. It's not technical. Right. We're not selling any product. It's just to say, hey, if you're in the government space, this is something that might be interesting to you. Like you, we try to keep it to 20, 25 minutes. We always yeah, fail. No. <laughs> yeah, you could just keep talking and talking and talking. On yeah, this stuff, to so. the point cybersecurity, you can find it on, on Apple Podcasts. Podcast, Overwatch, Spotify, awesome. your, your your favorite platform. Awesome. Good appreciate stuff. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really good. I really appreciate it. And uh, hey, if you're listening, go check out Eric's podcast. That's uh, definitely a good resource for you. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers.